Hi, everyone. It is a sunny day in Itaca, New York, and we are looking forward to seeing the spring <laughs> and enjoying some time outside. It is really beautiful here. The, the flowers are blooming, and we look forward for this moment. I would like to give you some updates uh, before we jump into the conversation with this wonderful guest. Uh, so in the past days, a client of mine posted a beautiful testimonial about her trauma healing process with me. She talks about unlearning the identity of brokenness that she no longer needs to carry. She talks about a heavy weight being lifted and returning to her sense of ease and comfort. So the video is on my website and on my Instagram. I will post the link for this video. For those who would like to book hypnotherapy sessions or transformational coaching, I ask you to please visit my website, lukami.com, and you can find information there. The other invitation for you is we are going to have a women's circle in July here in Ithaca, New York. It will be a healing circle in nature. The last time we did this, this circle was in 2018, I think, and uh, it was really powerful, really magical, a really deep transformational work. So I invite you to come. A lot of people are coming from different states. You can find more information on my website as well. I will leave the link in the description as well. If you would like to receive some updates about events, sessions, and new episodes, you can sign up to receive my newsletter. Just go to lukami.com. And if you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. And now let's jump into this conversation. I would like to introduce this wonderful guest. We had an incredible conversation and I'm so glad to share this episode with you. Jen King is the author behind the book Cosmic Numerology. She has been working with the numbers and their planetary friends in this way for many years and has been writing up personal numerology charts for clients since 2014. Jen has been posting her much-loved daily cosmic numerology readings on Instagram and Facebook since 2016. Jen is a herbalist and aromatherapist alongside her work as a numerologist. I'm really, I'm really excited because, well, you work with um, the numbers, numerology, and I always, I always love it. This is such a, a an interesting subject um, to me. So, Jen, first of all, I'd like to welcome you here. Well, tell us more about your cultural background and upbringing. Oh, interesting. So, culturally, I am um, my. Family is mostly from the northern islands of Scotland. And oh. yeah, so because of that, there's a mix of northern Scottish Islander and Viking because there was Viking settlers as well. So there's a bit of Danish, a bit of Finnish, a bit of Swedish in the mix. Um, and then, and it's funny because recently I did DNA and there was a few things that I wasn't expecting. The rest is Irish. So I didn't really know that much about, my father was an orphan, so I didn't know that much about that side of my family. Um, mm -hmm. So my sister also getting it, because the mix can be a little bit different between siblings, like it, it'll be similar. But yeah, so there's the Irish background as well that I'm kind of trying to find out a bit more about, because I know quite a bit about the Scottish side. <laughs> and it's funny because people would always say to me, you 
you look so Irish and I'd say <laughs> no, I'm mostly Scottish I don't have any <laughs> actually actually do have a lot of Irish so I've just got the red hair genetics just all up in there um so that's kind of cultural family background um but my grandparents uh immigrated to Australia in the 50s we are I'm only second generation Australian mm. uh, born so my mum was born not long after they arrived in Australia um and my dad was also born here but his mother had come over in the 50s as around that time as well um so we don't have a, a big background here in Australia but that's where I was brought up so I was born in Adelaide lived in a few we've lived in a couple of states I live in Sydney now yeah and lived in the UK for a long time as well so kind of a little bit back and forth and all over the place that's so interesting so rich and I, I was, you know, connecting with your work and I, I'm so curious to know more about this process of becoming a numerologist and leaving behind a career as an actress. Yeah, so back in the day uh, when I was very young, <laughs> something years ago, um, I moved to London age 19 and decided I wanted to... I guess pursue creative path and wanted to do acting but also wanted to do writing and so I studied um, I did some courses at uh, London University and studied acting and you know worked in a lot of little independent films and things like that um, did some theatre stuff moved back to Australia did a little bit more and but ha have it behind all that I'd always been interested in all of these esoteric things and really started to study that kind of stuff from being a teenager. So that was always in the background in like a, I guess, a personal interest, um, you know, astrology, numerology, um, all the different spiritual things. Um, and that was always kind of there in my life, but it wasn't something that I had in the foreground. Um, and I, yeah, I was in Australia working in film. I then had, when I was 30, I had a, a really major health crisis. Um, I had cancer and I got through that. And my mother also passed away at the same time um, just after I got better. So there was a lot that happened in such a small space of time that really challenged I guess challenged your whole way of life and challenged your whole life because everything got taken away from me. I couldn't work. I couldn't this. I had to go to another state because I wanted to be with my mom. There was all this stuff happening. So my life as it was structured just got obliterated. <laughs> and when I came back to Sydney, the whole thing with, with you know, wanting to be an actor and, and hustling out there and trying to get film roles and stuff like that was just not working for me anymore it didn't feel good anymore I didn't like the fact that as an actor you don't have very much creative control so then I started working with with a friend of mine who's directed a lot of films and started co-directing with him and then moved into production and producing and really enjoyed being behind the camera um, as opposed to being like in front of it and it felt more to me, it felt more empowering at the time. However, that, that world, it was definitely phasing out mm. of my life. And 
you know, the lifestyle of that industry, you know, after having been sick like that, I didn't want to be pushing my body and pushing myself. So I started to really leave that behind and it sort of, it phased out. And, and in that time, I think I was probably a little bit lost and I started to rediscover things that I was really interested in, things like, you know, essential oils and herbal medicine and all of that stuff. And, you know, looking at a lot of different healing things, um, you know, and trained to be a yoga teacher and all these kinds of things and just kept loving my neurology and kept practicing all of that. And I always had my own little daily check-in and I started sharing it because I started to think, you know, maybe I should share this, not to try and be famous or anything like that, but just because other people might like it too. So I started sharing it because friends were asking me to do charts and friends were asking me like, oh, what's going on today? What's going on today? <laughs> so I Whoa. thought, you know, maybe I can share it. And I started, you know, popping little things on Instagram and Facebook and finding nice pictures. I've got a real thing about finding a beautiful image that fits the day, daily thing. And so it's just kind of continued on from that. And, and it's, it's funny because it was more intended to be a daily check-in and a fun hobby, but it's taken over my life <laughs> Wow! in a really beautiful way, you know? And so that's my main focus now. Mm, I love it what you said about transitioning and also exploring, giving yourself the permission to explore. And, yeah. and then what actually became your thing was something that, you know, was a natural kind of gift and you were sharing from your heart and you didn't have that expectation that, you know, sometimes we put on, on the things we do, right? Very much so. The numerology was never about hustling for anything uh-huh it's just I like this maybe other people will like this and I didn't think about it beyond I want it to be beautiful and look good and <laughs> you know because I'm I'm an aesthetic person as well mm -hmm. yeah funny I think the, the different energy of that uh maybe could you bring some insights on how understanding numerology has helped you to find what is right for you, finding um, your life path? How, do you think this has affected you? Yes, definitely. I always loved numbers and felt that they were more than just a symbol. I've always liked symbology. What, what does this, this physical thing represent in the other world? You know, mm -hmm. and The numbers have always been something that I've been really into. I've always loved them. I've always noticed, even as a kid, me and my dad had this thing of noticing that certain numbers were popping up all the time and talking about that. And um, I was always very drawn to that and, you know, starting to discover that there was this whole spiritual philosophy behind it as a teenager was really fascinating for me. And I've looked at it so often and I've looked at people's numbers so often, even way back then and kind of gone, oh, okay, that explains, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> so usually in a good way but sometimes you're like oh okay I get that I get why that person is like that now um <laughs> but you know to me it's it's in a way no different to something like numerology um, astrology because what it is is looking at the blueprint of who you are when you come into the world mm. so with numerology there's kind of two things that people look at 
and they look at the date and they look at your name. A lot of numerologists look at your name and then different letters will have different number values. And that to me gets a little complicated. So I just look at the birth date. I like to go straight for the, <laughs> straight for the, the source, I guess. So understanding what my numbers were and what numbers were influential in my life and what those numbers meant about me as a person, I think helped me to obviously understand myself, but know what my strengths were and know mm. as well what my weaknesses mm. are. I love that. We had to compensate for them because, you know, we all have so many strengths, but then we also have parts of us that, need a little bit of help need a little bit of support need a little bit of extra structure behind them just knowing that about myself has really helped me to I guess figure out who I am and where I'm going and I like to use it as a guide but mm -hmm. I don't like to overly rely on anything other than my own intuition in terms of making decisions about my life like yes you know I have certain numbers and those numbers have certain energies you know planetary energies that match those numbers and all of that and that has its own personality and knowing those things about myself sure it helps me to know like this is this is something that I could be good at or this is something that maybe isn't right for me but mm -hmm. you've, got to, you've got to always use these things as tools to know yourself within yourself because there is no yeah the one answer that's going to say oh you're a number therefore you've got stupid therefore you're creative and expansive therefore you're going to be an artist you're going to be a fashion designer because you've also got number six or whatever because it doesn't like it can work that way know ourselves learning more about yourself through these tools like numerology tarot astrology human design whatever it is you're into it's a it's a guide to help you know you Mm, I love that. I'm so curious to know what's your number. My main life path destiny number is a three. And the three has certain things that it's very good at. And the three is very expanse based. And it's interesting because I was not vibing my three throughout a lot of my life. And I always think of life path or destiny number. I like to call it destiny number. Mm -hmm. To me, life path implies that like you're you're stuck on a certain path. Yeah. And and being a three, I like the freedom of choice and going, you know, I'm gonna change, I'm gonna change, I'm gonna do this. <laughs> so that says a lot about me. But the fact that I think you grow into it. I think you grow into your life path or destiny number. And I think I have grown into that in the sense that living a more open, expansive, adventurous life yes I've kind of always done that but in a way within myself my three growing up and in my early you know early 20s and even early 30s it wasn't rule it wasn't ruling me it wasn't I was more vibing my my eight which is my Saturn and in a in, in a negative sense in in you know I had so much restriction around um and limitation within myself around like self-belief and stuff like that yeah so interesting can you can turn it like every everything has a polarity to it every number I definitely don't believe there's such a thing as a lucky or unlucky number I think that's you you make your own luck you can choose mm -hmm. the, the the positive side or the negative side of it you know right I love that 
just for curiosity, my number is seven. My my birth, yeah, the, the destiny number, right? Like if you could say, I, I love what you said about you know working with the strengths and the weaknesses of each number. So yeah, when I look at someone's numbers and I like draw up their chart and go, you know, you've got this in this placement, that in that placement. Um, you know, this is your personality, this is your destiny, this is your whatnot. I like to sit with the person before I actually physically sit with the person and just tune into how they're coming through to me as an individual as well, mm -hmm. because it's important to be able to individualize these things. And, you know, so like for you, I would say you're a seven. So a seven is, is it is quite a magical number and it is the planetary influence or the planetary partner, I would say, energetically to the seven is Neptune. And so Neptune is dreamy, subconscious, unconscious. Interesting, you're a hypnotherapy into people's subconscious mm. and you're helping them to tune into themselves and then transform what they need to transform. So that's a very interesting expression and a very classic Neptune wow something like that to be working with mm. you know the, the sort of the stuff that isn't on the surface it's underneath so I think you know when I sit with someone and I sit with their chart I I like to personalize what I'm talking about with that person I don't necessarily know anything about them before I sit with them but it's funny how and I think you would get this too being having that seven influence when you sit with a client or you prepare for a client, you get a feel for that person. Um, and that's kind of fun. I always enjoy doing that beforehand. But yeah, it does depend what they want to know about, you know. Right. There's always classic things, career mm. relations. Tell us a little more about your, your book, Cosmic Numerology. Yeah, so I am very, very, very lucky. And I managed to have the most beautiful thing happen. Um, Thames and Hudson, which are an amazing, amazing publisher, and they make beautiful books, wanted to and were interested in doing a book with me. So I wanted to do a book myself. And I had in my head <laughs> my own, like, my own little dream, you know, <laughs> I'll write a book. I don't really care what happens. I can just self-publish it or it's just going to get, you know, who cares if it becomes a PDF online or whatever. I just know I need to do this thing and I'm going to do it. I'm going to start writing it. And things that the, the universe orchestrated certain things and made it possible that I was able to be suggested to Thames and Hudson and they were interested and that started this process. And part of the reason why I thought I'd do it myself <laughs> is because I wanted it to look a certain way. Mm. I wanted it to, because to me, a lot of this, the mind, body, spirit category, this sounds mean, but the aesthetic of it, it doesn't, I don't like the aesthetic. I don't like the look. And so I wanted it to have a specific physical representation. So I was like, I'm going to make it myself and do it myself. It's going to look like this. Anyway, it turns out, Thames and Hudson wanted to do it and it turns out that the book has ended up looking exactly how I wanted it to look because part of the story is image part of the story is that mm. and I think we were just talking about it before um Evie O uh design studio which is run by my friend Evie O designed my book 
And so I got the perfect person, the perfect people, because it was her and Kate who did it together to actually pull it together. The vision that I had, and then they made it just so much better than I could have made it on my own. Like, and and what 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 is the book about? Like, what what aspect or what what is your approach to numerology in this book? So my my main thing with numerology is I like it to be simple and easy. So I work straight with the date of birth. Um, and so that's how people can work out what their things are in the book. Um, there's three different main aspects. So there's the foundation, which I always say is like that your sun sign in astrology, that your foundation mm. is like that. Um, your personality is kind of what drives you, how you operate. Mm-hmm. And destiny is what you become and it's also your potential so people can look at just calculating from their date of birth really simple really easy the day that they were born the weekday that they that you're born on is really important and a lot of people who do astrology also look at the weekday that you were born and what planet rules that weekday so I've got that in there as well mm-hmm. um, you know with those planets that that has a number assigned to it too and yeah the personality and the the destiny and then you can also look at relationships so you can do a quick relation combine two people's numbers together Mm. and go okay this is the vibe of the relationship these are the strengths these are the weaknesses this is what I have to do to make it as good as I can make it so it's all about making everything as good as you can make it Mm. so with number um and that's why i called it cosmic numerology because each number has its own planet companion so you've got one to nine and you've got nine planets and talking about the numbers using that energetic language of planets because so many people understand mercury is a communicator has a sharp mind has a sharp this they get it when you go you're a five and five is mercury So that makes you a quick thinker, that makes you witty, that makes you curious, that makes you, you know, so it's an, it adds an extra dimension to it without, to me, without complicating it, talk about the matched energy of the planet and the number. So that's a really big theme throughout the book. Um, And I just love describing the energy of the number by using the planet. To me, it's rich. It's a rich scene that you can mine. The mythology of that, the energetics of that, the collective consciousness of planets as well. And a lot of people don't know as much about numerology as they might know about astrology. So again, using that language helps them to understand what is the dynamic of this particular number at play in my life? What does that mean for me? And then there's other fun things that I, I wanted to do, like, you know, what tarot cards match that number, what essential oils mm. match the energy of that number, what herbs, um, what day of the week matches it. What, like, so there's little fun things in there as well that have um, extra dimensions. There's a meditation for each number and planet chapter. Oh, um, I love that. That's so interesting. Just, and on it a little bit too mm. and don't want to be only focused on like well mm. your personality is this <laughs> you know right you can play with color and uh because yeah it's a you do this integration and it becomes a, a holistic process right uh energetic process 
we use the understanding of the numbers, but we also, we can enhance this awareness in our lives through elements and through other, other things, right? Exactly right. That's what I'm hoping um, <laughs> people can take from it. You know? Right. They can say, I'm a two. I'm ruled by the moon. Monday's my power day. I should wear white on Monday or I should wear green on Monday because that's mm. And I'm going to enhance that and I'm going to work on that. So it gives people a way to like actually weave that number and that planet into their everyday life. Play with it. Just play with it. It doesn't have to always be this serious thing uh and and also this um you know playing with the colors and the elements and the smells it has a huge effect on on our nervous system our subconscious when you are also playing with the symbols it has an effect on your subconscious so it's all interconnected i'm curious if you have something to say any insight or any you know something that is coming up to you for the year 2022 in terms of numerology it's very interesting because um we're, we're collectively universally we're going through in very interesting times and it really kicked off in 2020 2020 mm -hmm. is a four year and four is uranus and very disruptive strongly disruptive so we had pandemic we had a lot of political stuff going on that really kicked off this process that we're going through collectively so then we went on to 2021 which is a five year um which was you know very the energy of that year was very in mind mm -hmm. we're going into 2022 and we're wanting to balance and harmonize so 2022 being a six is ruled by venus so harmony is the key thing so people are struggling and trying this year to find that path of harmony, to find the way of how can we balance looking at what we've done in the world as people, what we've created in the world, good and bad, how can we balance all of that stuff that isn't good by bringing more that is good into it together? So harmony is a key collective focus this year and it is interesting because it feels like so much is out of whack not harmonized, not good, but we as a collective need to bring it together. We need to find our middle path. We need to get out of extremes. We need to come together. You know, the six wants relationship. The six wants everybody to be okay. It's Venus. Mm. It's the hostess with the mostest, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> It's I want everyone to be well. I want everyone to be happy. And this collective idea is coming through. And a lot of people are, if if we're not even sure how to do it, we're thinking about how to do it. Right. We're talking about how do we how do we correct this? How do we harmonize this? How do we how do we make the world a beautiful place again? Mm, and through the power of the feminine, right? It's not forceful. Is gentle, is through unconditional love, is through conversations, understanding, and also is slowing down. I think we've been, you know, through this process. It's like, uh, and then the six reminds me, yeah, that the family, the soul family, the community, and, and the, the feminine, right? The feminine energy. And another big energy that comes through along with that, mm -hmm. being, being that Venus influence is you know really about how to enjoy 
our lives again. We've been mm. through three years of pandemic and stress, and there's oh, wow. still, fortunately, some really terrible things happening in the world, you know, that need to be acknowledged and corrected and shown love by all of us. Yeah. And with the, that, aside from those particular situations which really are in you know need of healing and balancing and, and all of that people in their individual lives I'm noticing even within myself oh I've got one life in this particular body whether you believe in reincarnation or not it's beside the point you've got one life as you shouldn't I enjoy it a bit shouldn't I enjoy myself a little bit it doesn't have to be always hard it doesn't have to be always work 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 for example which is something we've, as a culture, the focus on productivity is right. just boring now. It's boring. Mm -hmm. it's, how can yeah. I balance my life? How can I enjoy myself, spend more time with the people I love? Because that's so oh. much. Yeah. Nourishing ourselves, right? I've been talking about this so much with my clients. Like, how can we nourish ourselves more? I love what you said that you brought this, this insight about prioritizing our time and knowing how to use your energy in a way that is, is not sucking you, is not like draining you. Oh my gosh, I love it that because this is actually what I've been working on. I've been working on cutting half of the things that I do and just yeah. focusing on like three Same. things. And I've yep. been feeling that my energy level is, you know, is much higher. And because I've been able to just do what is important. Yeah. And what, and what feels good or feels right for you in, in this stage of your life right now too, you know, and when you do look after yourself and you do allow yourself to have a nice time in life, you're better able to, you know, foster beautiful friendships and connections and you know friendship everyone thinks of six and venus as being like romance and love and yeah mm -hmm. sure but friendship and we we all i think need to be treat each other like friends a little bit oh. more collectively too you know invite everyone to the table not an ex like you know life is not an exclusive club worthiness is not an exclusive club that only applies to the certain set of people that fit the right <laughs> you know? yeah not being cool only when it's convenient yeah. to you <laughs> right I, I think yeah that's the sense of community that we are now tapping more because we as a collective we realize that um this ego uh driven life doesn't take us anywhere right just makes oh my you, gosh it's a waste mentally or physically or both emotionally you know and yeah. next will be very interesting because it's a seven yeah thinking. oh my gosh and i'm seven so <laughs> you're so. gonna be swimming around in it just woo. um it's yeah, that's a really <laughs> deep spiritual and deep healing deep healing oh the year of seven so you're gonna love it you're gonna love wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow that's so interesting i'm enjoying this conversation so much and you know something just just to um add to this conversation about the number six i've been noticing as well i don't know i i feel that this is a miracle but in the past something that would really make me feel angry 
now I still feel, I feel, I can feel triggered, but I don't have the necess necessity to speak up too much or, or fight. So I think perhaps it's the energy of Venice, like, ah, oh, let, let me just, you know, choose my battles or prioritize the harmony, the highest yeah. good of all, instead of like, no, but you didn't say that, but you didn't do that, right? I was always like that. And this year I'm like, oh, I just uh, don't want to say anything. It's too hard. And isn't it interesting when you look at, when with what you're saying, when you then apply that to the collective, of people on the world as a whole isn't it funny how everyone's looking at people who are creating fights you know and creating discord and going what are you doing and mm. that's not that's not how we roll <laughs> you know that's not that's not part of the spirit of friendship of humanity like this is not okay so you know those aggressive voices people are not tuning into that they're turning away from that and going, that's, that's not cool. I don't like that. And as far as, far as a preparation for, for the year seven, um, what, what people can, do you, do you think we start getting the energy like in December? Like how is this transition to, or isn't birthday? Like how this happen? I think we start preparing for it. You know, I mean, there's so many, there's kind of so many starting over points throughout every year. So there's like, you know, the very beginning of the year, which is very important. Um, and then, you know, you've got solstices and you've got new moons and you've got birthdays and you've got all these things. But looking at the, the you know, the, the 1st of January is the, the birthday of the year, right? Whenever you have a birthday, you start looking forward to it and preparing for it. And I think we do a little bit start looking towards okay what's the next year going to be like um and I like I would say <laughs> you know and 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 this is a good thing but I think people need to get ready to do some healing get ready to do some healing get ready to go within and look within and rummage around and heal it not drown in it not be overcome and overtaken by it you know but look at it understand it give it what it needs to feel okay whatever's in there the gift of spiritual insight that comes with that and wisdom and growth that comes with that and also you know with seven there's seven always i always think of seven as the number of the poet mm. and that's the neptune influence that kind of you know i guess i i think if seven was a person they'd be like a you know 1920s bohemian in a you know jacquard smoking jacket on a chaise lounge writing a novel you know mm. um <laughs> probably drinking too much um you know <laughs> the poet the poet's mind and the idea that there is beauty to be found in the min in the, the, the minuscule aspects of everyday life there's mm. beauty in the world there's look at something and be moved by it and that gets you in touch with like the spirit the the, the whatever you want to call it mm. noticing things that and, and noticing the beauty of of all of the things the good the bad the ugly the beautiful that's the poet's mind so that's coming through next mm -hmm. year. yeah i always feel that the, the seven is really metaphysical really mystical right 
super mystical. Woo-woo is going to explode. Everyone. <laughs> oh, wow. Right. <laughs> Spiritual, the metaphysical, the mystical, you know. Yeah. We're all going to be kind of off with the fairies. What a great thing. Right. Wow. Interesting. Mm. I can't wait <laughs> for this year, for the next year to come. Oh, I love it talking to you, Jen. Um, do you have any last message, any other comment uh, before we we close this conversation? One thing I, I think I want to talk about when it comes to all of these things is that and these are all tools for self-awareness and healing and knowledge that we can use to make the best of what we've got and who we are. And I really hope that that is something that, that I'm expressing with my work, you know, whether it's the book or it's my daily little posts or whatever it is, you know. Mm -hmm. And I really would like to see people um, sharing their gifts too as well. You know, we all have so much to offer and the more we understand ourselves and, and, and do that work, we can be better for others mm, love that that's what that's what i'm thinking of at the moment <laughs> <laughs> i love it yeah. thank you yeah. yeah for sure how people can find you where where do we find you i have a website www that's always hard to say the cosmic numerologist.com and instagram it's the cosmic numerologist so yeah people can find me on there um, if they feel like a reading is something they want to do, they can book things through my website. And yeah, the book's coming out in four days. So that's very exciting. I know. Congratulations. I can't wait to buy my copy as well. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, you so much for this nice conversation. Love it.